0: No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The
1: Buck Sexton Show.
2: We're joined now by Cliff uh, Brockman. He is a Bigfoot field researcher and co-host of Animal Planet's Finding Bigfoot. He's on Twitter at Cliff Barackman. Cliff, great to have you.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: All right. How did you get into the realm of being an official Bigfoot researcher, sir?
1: Well, I guess it uh, started when I was a little kid because I've always been a little eccentric for sure. Um, you know, I grew up loving monsters and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm 45 years old, so I was growing up in the 1970s, blessed with such television gems as In Search of and all that sort of stuff. You know, the paranormal things I used to watch with the family, you know, Sunday nights whenever it was on. So I was always really interested in Sasquatches. But when I was in college, um, it, it kind of tur- took a new flavor for me because. What happened was I ran across a journal book, like a book of scholarly papers collected uh, from a conference in British Columbia, written by anthropologists talking about the Sasquatch phenomenon from the perspective of cultural and physical anthropology. And that's when I started realizing, holy smokes, this isn't just any like sort of monster like Godzilla. These things might be real. And that was way back in 1994, and I've been uh, out in the woods ever since, you can say.
2: All right, so... You know, we're doing a lot of Halloween stuff today. We've talked about the history of vampire mythology and lore. Some of the historical figures vampires are based off of. We also had somebody on talking about ghost stories and haunted places. Uh, To those who are just stalwart Bigfoot skeptics, Cliff, what would you offer to just just open the door a little bit in their minds that there could be something to all this? this, uh, Please start to make the case.
1: Well, I I guess if I had to make the case for a skeptic, the first thing I would do, I would invite him or her to examine their knowledge base about Sasquatches. What do they really know about the work that's been done before them? Um, Because by and large, I find the skeptics to be the least informed people about Sasquatches. The arguments they throw out, like, oh, there's not enough food. Okay, you can shoot that one down. There's plenty of food. There's no place for them to hide. Okay, you can shoot that one down. Those people clearly haven't spent any time in North American woods. Um, uh, all of this has been proven fake. Or okay, well, you can look behind the bad media that uh, represented that back when Ray Wallace died. Um, I find that the skeptics are the least informed of all of us, uh, for, especially for those um, professing an opinion on the matter. Um, so I would encourage any skeptic before before looking into the Sasquatch thing, ask oneself: How much do you really know about the work that's been done by people like Dr. Grover Krantz? or Dr. Jeff Meldrum from Idaho State University, or uh, Dr. John Bindernal, a retired wildlife biologist. Like, how much do they know about the work that's been done? And, I, and if they're honest with themselves, they're going to say very little or nothing at all.
2: Well, tell us where that research and where that work currently stands. What What are some of the uh, bits of evidence that, that are still sort of, that have not yet been... Uh, either discredited or or cast out? And and what is the composite that we have? If there is such a thing as a Bigfoot, what is the composite of that creature?
1: Well, basically, Sasquatches are a perfectly normal species of primate that happens to walk on two legs and live in North America. Um, It's as simple as that. There's no paranormal aspect to them. They don't blink in and out of existence. They don't ride UFOs. There's nothing like that. And Treating them as a perfectly normal species of great ape, a lot like us because we're a perfectly normal species of great ape. when you look at the collected data on the species, you have everything one would expect from perfectly normal species except for one thing, a type specimen, basically a dead one proving that it's real. Um, we do have footprints. We do have um, hundreds and actually thousands, tens of thousands of eyewitness reports. Um, we have uh, possible scat samples that have not been tested, unfortunately, because who wants to test
2: that crap? No pun intended.
1: Um, but yeah, it, Scat's it, a fancy so word for poop, more.
2: everybody. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I, some some of the more compelling pieces of evidence is, of course, the 1967 Patterson Gimlin film, which uh, despite uh, the media outcry has never actually been disproven. And in fact, the people who look at it um, the, the most close, uh, the, more more closely than others, like um, special effects uh, expert Bill Munns, they all walk away saying, holy crap, either it's real or I have no idea how they could have done that. Um, I think the footprint evidence is probably the most compelling hard evidence that can be examined by non-biased scientists because the footprint evidence shows uh, ape-like characteristics um, and and human-like characteristics as well. But there's one particular piece of evidence based on the footprint evidence, which is uh, the, 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 the flexibility of the mid part of the foot, which is an ape characteristic, not a human characteristic. That feature has been seen in the footprint evidence since 1958 and was only explained when the anatomist Dr. Jeff Meldrum wrote a paper about it in 1996. So, um, and again, I could go on about a lot of congruencies as well between the film and the footprints and other things that are happening, but I think those are two of the strongest pillars of evidence for the Sasquatch.
2: So, so Sasquatch is the, is the preferred, that's the preferred nomenclature over Bigfoot, right?
1: Well, really, it, it, you know, either one works totally fine. Sasquatch is um, an anglicized coast Salish word. Um, uh, There's a white teacher up on the Staheles Reserve in British Columbia. Um, His Indian friends were talking about these these large hair covered things out in the woods um, and he couldn't spell their word for it. So he coined the word Sasquatch to make it easy for him to write about. And then, of course, Bigfoot was coined in 1958 when a log building crew cast the very first known Sasquatch footprint cast in uh, Northern California.
2: Now, is there is there any connection in terms of the 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 research is being done with with Sasquatch with Bigfoot and uh, the the Yeti or the Abominable Snowman? Are these supposed to be all the sort of same same species in different places in the world? Well, basically, what's a well, Yeti and what's an Abominable Snowman versus what's a Sasquatch?
1: Well, really, we don't know actually because um, we have a few hundred footprint casts for the Sasquatch here in North America, but the Yeti evidence is. So much less than that. There's probably less than five footprint casts that are, are, are reliable that have come out of that entire mountain range, the Himalayas. Um, and I've been to the Himalayas looking for the Yeti. And it really comes down to the people who live there um, in Nepal and Tibet and Bhutan and other areas. They're kind of busy surviving. To They don't really care what these you know uh, American or European scientists are, are looking into. They've got better things to do, like grow potatoes and feed their family, than to go looking for things that they know exist because they grew up with them. Hmm. And and that's also very similar with the Native Americans here in North America, um, which is also, I think, a very compelling piece of evidence, is that every Native American tribe um, that lives where Sasquatches live have Bigfoots, or a word for Bigfoots, in their um, oral history, without exception. And unless all the Native Americans got together a couple thousand years ago in anticipation of being taken over by their European dominators and kind of set this up beforehand, that's an awfully strange coincidence if these things
2: are not real. So what's supposed to be the main, the main Sasquatch habitat in North America? Is, the, is it the uh, sort of northwest of Canada or where are they supposed to really be hanging out?
1: Well, uh, initially, uh, in the early days of research, we thought these things were just a Pacific Northwest deal. And that's because, uh, and largely because that's where the most habitat still exists. Um, But um, John Green, a pioneer bigfoot investigator in the 1970s, went around the country collecting stories. And what he found is that it's not a Pacific Northwest phenomenon at all. Um, People all over the country who live or visit viable habitat occasionally see these things. And then, of course, later on it was discovered that Native Americans, you know, whether they're in uh, Florida, uh, Ohio, or Washington, it doesn't matter. They, ha- they also have been seeing these things for as long as those people have been living in those areas. So really, it's not a regional thing. It's more of a, um, a habitat-associated thing. Wherever there's viable habitat, you can look back and probably find a Sasquatch sighting at one point or another. Hmm.
2: Huh. Very interesting. Just like so we're... black
1: bears, just like elk, just like bison. Just yeah like have deer, you had any Have you had like any deer, close deer encounters
2: deer the uh, on the uh, uh, close encounters with with bears, jag- uh cougars, anything like that when you're out there looking for Bigfoot? Just out of curiosity, I feel like that's probably that would be a, a occupational hazard.
1: Yeah, 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 of course. But really, if you're smart in the woods, they aren't that much of a hazard, honestly. Bears, um, by and large, can be treated as very large dogs. If you can deal with one of those, you can probably deal with a bear, unless, of course, it's a mother and cub, in which case there's a wild card there. And mountain lions, um, I've been in the woods an awful lot, like probably more than your average person, right? Um, I've seen two mountain lions in the last, you know, I'm 45 years old, so I've seen two mountain lions in my entire life. I'm sure I've been watched by mountain lions dozens of times. But by and large, we're, we're big animals. Human beings are just big animals, and all the other animals, including Bigfoots and bears and wherever else, know to stay away from us because we're bad news.
2: All right. Well, Cliff, you got to promise us that if you get any ironclad evidence of Bigfoot, you got to come back on the show and tell us about it. Deal?
1: Well, I guarantee you'll hear about it for sure.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, at least we'll hear about it. Cliff Barachman is a Bigfoot re- uh, researcher and co-host of Animal Planet's Finding Bigfoot. He is at Cliff Barachman on Twitter. Sir, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your
0: business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance all